there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stay in your lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Welcome to the Mind Your Own podcast with Aaron Sorensen and Sasha Durkin. Where we stick to sports, except when we're not. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Sasha. And welcome to our second mailbag episode. We did yeah. this to finish the 2020, I almost said season, year, <laughs> whatever 2020 was. It was a season. It was a season, <laughs> but we're back to answer a few more of your questions. We, we've definitely hit that point, which our last episode was appropriately titled brain freeze. Yeah. But I, I am just honestly exhausted, just exhausted by myself. I almost, (laughs) but Sasha, how are you? Because I, I feel like I am just so ready for spring to Mm -hmm. at least be able to go outside. Yes. Um, I'm actually really excited that today is in essence, a heat wave compared to what Mm -hmm. we've been dealing with lately. I have not selfishly to bring up working out again, since I feel like that's all I talk about, but I actually get to use my barbell today. Cause I can go down to the shed. Cause it's going to be above, you know, 17 degrees. So that's exciting. I I'm very, I almost like, this is so dumb, but I almost started like crying because I was so happy that I don't have to work out inside my house today. I don't blame you though. I mean, I was just saying this right before we started this podcast, we're, we're still recording remotely from one another. Sasha and I will eventually get our schedules figured out to see each other in person at some point. Um, but one thing that has just made me so happy is over the last couple of weeks, it's been either too cold or we've gotten way too much snow. Mm. And this woman who walks her bulldog daily at the same time, I'm, I'm used to watching them walk by, but they haven't recently because of the weather. And in the last couple of days, with the exception of Sunday, which was just another bizarre snowstorm, yeah. which we just absolutely needed. We really needed more snow. <laughs> uh, she just finally walked by again. And it's, it makes me happy to see some like normalcy. It's like, okay, right. the weather is nice enough, but I will say not to make anyone particularly sad or, you know, it is a heat wave. It's supposed to be like in the forties yes. yeah. in Omaha and Lincoln. However, some of you, depending on where you live are going to have much warmer weather to start the new week. And I'll tell you why. The snow that Omaha and Lincoln got, or like the eastern side of Nebraska, has a huge impact on the temperatures. And I saw this tweet from Rusty Lord this morning, which I really, really enjoy Omaha's meteorologist and Lincoln. Rusty Dawkins is also awesome. But between Matt Surwe, Rusty Lord, Rusty Dawkins, like we have some of like the best people who are helping make sense of all of this. Yeah. But Rusty said... The deepest snow cover likely keeps us in the 40s today. We would have seen 50s and 60s likely otherwise, like you see in other areas that didn't get snow, but the snow is holding it down. 
And it kind of makes me sad because I'm like, oh, I'd love a 50 or 60 degree weather day, but Gosh. the forties are much better than negative 40, which we That's did have. one of those days where like, if it's 60 in February, especially after it was like sub zero, you take the, you take a half day and like go golfing or something. I mean, you couldn't with snow on the ground, but you do something outside. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I wash your truck or car. <laughs> I am just so ready for quite honestly, anything just yeah. to be able to go outside. I think a lot of people are at each other's throats. So if you feel like in your home life, like everyone is very testy, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is the weather when we yeah. were able to get outside or even just expand our world a little bit more, knowing how this pandemic has really, at least for many of us, uh, changed the way that we go about our days. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking recently, I saw an article come up on Twitter about, uh, people, people who've been vaccinated that are now two weeks out from their, uh, full vaccination that are starting to do things a little bit more normally going and getting their hair cut. They're going to the grocery store. Now, most of them are still obviously being asked, wear your mask, do the things that you need to do to be safe, because it's not even about you anymore. At that point, it's the fact that you could still technically pass the virus on to somebody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's exciting to see people able to start expanding their worlds a little bit. And you start to you start to realize, like, how much those little moments meant, like the the ability to roam around Target because you just wanted to walk the aisles, Mm -hmm. not really necessarily going with a purpose. You just knew you needed one thing and you end up walking around for a while. Right. Those things just. They help your sanity and we yeah. all have those things that make us feel better. And, you know, at least when the weather was nice, you could get outside, you could, you could do something that was different than sitting in your house. Yeah. And I don't know, I think this 40 degree weather, even though there's <laughs> 18 million feet of snow on the ground, gives some hope that eventually we will be without the snow, even if it's like June. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's actually supposed to be even warmer tomorrow, I believe in Omaha. I suppose mm-hmm. the high was like 50 degrees and I was like, whoa. So that's exciting. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. And I will say for those of you who are um, either you live in Texas, you know, people who are in Texas, um, hope you're doing all right. The, this whole, when we speak about weather, this whole thing, and I was listening to a daily news podcast earlier that was just talking about how long and how many investigations and how many things are going to have to happen to really make sense of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are people who are being met with. So the, the people who are fortunate enough to not to lose their power are now getting power. Uh, their electric bills are in some cases, thousands of dollars. One family was met with a $10,000 electric bill for one week. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people are still in the boil notices. It's just the thing is, and we can link this. And I, I, I say this a lot and then I forget to give Sasha the URLs. uh, So you can always blame me, but we can link at least something that's like how you can help, especially for Texas. um, Because there's a lot of people who need help and support. And Mm -hmm. you can do that in a lot of different ways. I just want to say like, it's not always about money. If you don't have money, amplifying messages, uh, sharing, 
sharing information, calling local representatives, calling your government, your elected officials, yeah. those things go a long way. So we, I'll find, I've seen a couple of really good ones. I'll go find one. We can link one in the show notes, but before we get to your mailbag questions, I did have just one thing I wanted to share. I am a Royal family fan or at least was <laughs> I I've, I've had some, I don't know. I'm having some complicated feelings with the Royal family anymore because of the way that they treated Harry and Meghan Markle. There's a lot of racism wrapped up in all of this, especially when you think of how they treated them. But Prince Andrew, who uh, is literally a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anyone I've spoken to that like is like, no, he's a good guy. Yeah. No, he's he's pretty much a piece of shit, but he still is very much a member of the royal family. They haven't really distanced themselves. And I understand it's family, but I, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? From a public perception, they have not distanced themselves from him at all. Yet they're continuing to sort of treat Meghan and Harry like these terrible people for mm -hmm. making the decision that they did to uh, move out of being working royals. But aside from all that, I thought this was really cool over the weekend. And if you're if you're somebody who's like, why should I care about Meghan and Harry? My answer is you really don't need to. But I do think that this is super cool. They over the weekend, uh, they did not announce this. The women's shelter in Texas that is benefiting from it did. They are supporting the Genesis Women's Shelter and Support in Dallas because they had large scale damage to a tradition, a transitional housing facility. Mm -hmm. uh, like the roof completely needs to be replaced. Pretty big undertaking to get them back up and running, but it's something that needs to be done quickly because this is a, this is a, this is an organization that is helping families, helping women, helping it, they just need to be operational. This is not yeah. something where they can't have their building. Um, they announced that Prince Harry and Meghan um, are supporting the replacement of the roof. And that is basically going to happen ASAP because of that. I think it's, That's it's awesome. amazing. Like I said, I just wanted to say like how cool that is because they didn't do it for the notoriety. They didn't even announce it themselves. The shelter did. And I think that's great that they're so excited. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I bring this up is because over the weekend, they also had all of their pat. Uh, I always say the word wrong patronage patronages. That's how you say it <laughs> um, taken from them. And a couple of friends and I were saying, well, you know, they seem like they're still very focused on charity and nonprofit. So hopefully they continue to support and do those things, mm -hmm. even without the traditional roles that they have as working members of the Royal family and look within like, 24 hours they yeah. have shown they're going to. So my point is we don't all have the Netflix and Spotify money that Megan and Harry do, uh, but we can definitely make a difference, especially for these organizations, these uh, nonprofits, these charities that are desperately needing help right now. So again, it can be as simple as amplifying a message, hitting retweet on something, calling a look, you know, an elected official, Ted Cruz, yeah. and <laughs> letting them know what you think. Um, because those things go a long way, but I just thought it was super cool that they yeah, were that's able awesome. to do something. So that's super awesome. Yeah. I just, I'm a, I think maybe what I need to start saying is I'm transitioning from being a Royal fan to just being like a Megan and Harry fan. Like that's, <laughs> that is like where I'm probably at at this point. Like I'm probably less of a uh, traditional Royal fan because for the most part, they have shown that they just don't seem like they're really great people of like, 
yeah. the, the monarchy is not looking so great right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then there's somebody out there who's like, it's never looked great. And another person that's like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. All right. We'll get, we'll get to your mailbag questions. We have a couple of really good ones and I'm like implying that there's not a good one, but they're all good. Uh, but we're going to start with Sasha. Are you ready? Are you ready for the most important question that we've received? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Kelly Mosier, um, this is like the worst transition. I just want to be clear. If you're listening, you're like, wait, hold up 180. We went from like talking about Mary and or Mary, Megan and Harry. I just put their words, I married their names together. Um, yeah, that's how we roll here. We just transition from one topic yeah. to the next. No questions asked. Okay. So Kelly asked, um, let me find it. Who is your fan controlled football team and why is it the Glacier Boys? To which Sasha, not to call you out, but you said, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, so here's what I did is I just l- quite literally Googled what is fan controlled football? Because I know a little bit about it, but not enough to like speak intelligently enough about it. Uh Kelly is a friend of mine. He's awesome. He's been trying to get me to join this fan controlled football league for a couple of weeks now. I was going to do it over this last weekend and I'll be honest, completely forgot. I was a mess this last weekend. I completely forgot that Nebraska basketball played on Saturday. That's that is how the weekend went. So there was no chance in hell that I was remembering to play <laughs> fan controlled football. Yeah. But it's a football league that started up after the end of the NFL season. It's different from like the AAF and the XFL in that it is exactly what it sounds like. It it is completely controlled by fans. Uh, before the season, fans voted on rule changes, uniforms, the draft, and more. However, the most exciting aspect, the reason people are showing up, is that fans get to play the calls on the field as well. So, basically, power to the fans. Uh, yeah. It's seven-on-seven seven football played on a 50-yard field. There are two 20-minute halves with a running clock, which only stops if there's a score or at least or at the one-minute warning at each half. After the one-minute warning, the clock will stop following a first down or an incompletion. So, you know, kind of traditional um, in that sense, but only within that one-minute time frame. There are no kickoffs, no punts. Uh, there aren't even goalposts on the field. Teams start on their own 10 yard line, drive to the uh, and try to drive 40 yards to score. Um, instead of a field goal for the extra point, it's a one on one battle between the wide receiver and a defensive back. It's like so the extra point fans choose who the wide receiver and defensive back are. So that is like a part of it. Um, okay. And then there's three seconds allowed for the quarterback to throw the ball. Fans choose either a one-point conversion from the five-yard line or a two-point conversion from the 10-yard line. The four teams are the Glacier Boys, the Zappers, the Beasts, and the Wild Aces. As you know, Kelly wants us all to support the Glacier Boys, which, by the way, does have a Z on the end of boys. It is not – it is very, like, legit. Glacier Boys. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm going to have to look into this. One of the most interesting aspects is that the – Teams switch players on a weekly basis. Teams get two franchise players selected by the team owners and fans get one keeper after the first game. After that, each player goes back into the pool for a redraft the following Wednesday. If you're like, who is playing? The only three names that were recognized by Sporting News, which is 
really great when they looked at the league's website was Johnny Manziel, Quentin Flowers, and DeAndre Francois. Um, so yeah, if you want to see what Johnny Manziel is up to this at this point, there you go. All right. Um, you can get involved in this every single week. That is why Kelly has been asking. That's why he's bringing it up here. He wants us to amplify the messaging for fan-controlled football. Um, we uh, are, yeah. I believe, heading into week three. Here's the only thing. The games are every Saturday night. Okay. Not great. Like right now, for instance. Yeah. The games are at 7 and 8 p.m. Central. That's going to be really tough like say this upcoming week, if you're a Nebraska volleyball fan, which by the way, they have bumped that game time back from seven to eight because they put Nebraska basketball on Saturday again, which I hopefully yeah. inevitably will for maybe I'll forget again. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it, this is, this is something if you're wondering like, what's in it for these players who are doing it. Uh, they make between 470, 400 to $750 per week, plus their room and board. Um, coaches probably make around 3,500 a month is sort of what they're saying. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, so yeah, if you want to, if you have some free time on a Saturday and want to be a part of it, you can just, you can just Google fan controlled football I, I am going to find a way to participate this upcoming week, despite having both Nebraska men's basketball and Nebraska volleyball. Yeah. But it, it does seem, it does seem weird enough for me to like, I think. I, that's why I want to look into it. Cause it, that's kind of a, exactly what my thought was like, this seems kind of weird. Let's look into this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times have we said on Twitter, all we want to do is just control like what's happening in a football right. game. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued for that reason. I can't say because we obviously know how things like the AAF or the XFL went, it doesn't feel like the longevity is really there for this, but for the mm-hmm. short term, it's definitely something. It seems entertaining. So at yeah. the very least, I think we should all check it out. If you, if you do, please let us know what team you tie your allegiance to the the logos are really good for all of them and by really good i mean like 1980s graphic design but like like that obviously done with somebody who understands graphic design in 2021 uh but they're very like they kind of feel a little bit retro there's a lot of like neon-esque to them i mean like i said if you got some free time Kelly, Kelly would appreciate it if we would all join in <laughs> on this journey. <laughs> all right, Kelly, we'll look into it. I, I mean, if nothing else, just look into it solely. So like, I'm not the only one because I am going to, I promise I'm going to look into this. Yes, I am too. All right. After, after we're done recording today, that's the first thing I'm doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I already forgot which question I said I was going to. So before this podcast began, I specifically said to Sasha, I was like, okay, so what order do you want to go in? And I've already forgotten that. So that again, I think we were going to go to Dan's question first. Okay. We'll go there because just like I said, last week, this is almost like brain freeze part two, the mailbag episode. That's where (laughs) my head's at. Yeah. Okay. Dan Hoppin, who has a great podcast, um, restaurant Hoppin, you can check that out on 
the Herd at media network as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked, what's the most important positive takeaway from 2020 that will fuel how you live in 2021 and beyond? I did a lot of talking about the fan controlled football mm-hmm. because I'm clearly an expert on it. So I will let you answer <laughs> this first. What was your positive takeaway from last year? How will you take that forward? Honestly, making myself a priority. Um, I have for the majority of my entire life always made sure that I took care of the people I care about first. And this in 2020, I really started putting myself in front of those other things because, and the more, and when I reflect on it now, I know this is true. So that's why I say it this way. Um, By taking the time to put myself first, I was uh, able to be they're better for the other people in my life. Because I think that a lot of us, and especially with the year that the year that 2020 was, I think that a lot of us find it really easy to forget the importance of taking care of ourselves, whatever that looks like. That could be meal prepping. That could be going for a 30 minute walk a couple times a day that it, whatever that looks like, just taking the time to put yourself first for an hour, even out of the day leaps and bounds has put me in a completely different place um, than I was in 2019 or ever at any point in my life. Um, And so now I make that a priority. I don't care what that looks like, but that is that time that I take for myself. And it, I thought initially (laughs) By doing that, I would feel one guilty, but two also that other people would resent that or, or not be okay with that. No, people actually really don't give a shit. They really (laughs) prefer if you, um, and it's not even being selfish. I thought I would be perceived as being selfish by doing whatever for myself in a Mm. given day. And really it's not like now it's just like, okay cool. Like, when are you doing this today? Cause it's the same thing that I do every day. And then I give a time and they're like, okay, cool. Like let's move this stuff around or whatever. Like it really isn't that big of a deal. Um, but taking that into 2020 and beyond, I probably won't expand like a huge amount on it or like add more time to it, but I'm going to continue to do that because for my, mo- my own mental health and my own, just my own sake in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me that, it, that is working out. Like that's what I do. Like the, the, the storage unit I work out in is affectionately called the shred shed. <laughs> so Brian will typically ask, Hey, when are you going to go down to the shed today? Like he just knows now, like, I'm going to go do this. This is what I do for me. And then, you know, I definitely going to keep doing that. Cause I just mentally have been in, I think that's what kept me on the track last year because that was the one thing that was normal for me. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before on this podcast, we talked about it more or less like toward the end of like, what was the 2020 football season? But like, I agree with you. Um, I always really abandoned my health during football season, especially. And that is also because you, run into what would traditionally be volleyball season at that time as well. And it's just really hard to eat. Well, it's really hard to balance. It's, it's really hard to balance 
the time I need to take for myself with what I feel I need to be doing for my job or everything else. And obviously it was easier when there were no sports because it's Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't living by anyone else's schedule, but it, it was something that I think when I look at how I felt. So in the past, I always hate how, when I get to the end of, you know, November, early December, I just feel like garbage can. Mm-hmm. I just feel terrible. I feel um I feel almost like I don't live in my own body anymore at that point. And I've sacrificed yeah. a few months of every year treating myself like crap. And then you have to like undo that just to then have it happen again. It's not healthy. It's not healthy Mm -hmm. for my mental. It's not healthy for me mentally. It's not healthy for me physically. And I think going forward, having built like you have the shed, we've really built sort of a home gym, if you will. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not it's not perfect. It's not like if we had a gym to go access, you don't have everything. But we, we have enough of what we need and kind of keep collecting things like, for instance, over the weekend, uh, Target finally got their heavyweights back in stock. So we're finally able to get, you know, 40 pound dumbbells that mm-hmm. can be utilized for different things. Um, so it's, it's a work in progress, but having the access and availability in my own home to do that on my own time, I think is going to be beneficial in the future mm-hmm. because when I take care of myself, it, it goes everywhere. I feel yep. like I'm always just in a better headspace. I'm better at my job. But with that said, like, one thing that I have to continue working on, and I'm already feeling this even in the middle, we're not out of this pandemic by any means. And we're not to any sense of like full normal at this point. But like, I, I struggle a lot with um, balancing what I need and telling mm-hmm. people no. And it's really easy for me to just get projects dumped on me. And I think for myself, one thing I realized in 2021 in 2020 is I have a lot more anxiety than I realized. Mm -hmm. And in 2021 and beyond, I think I, and this is something that like realizing it doesn't solve the problem, but it is a step. I think going forward, I have to continue working on telling people I'm really stressed. It's not that I don't want to do this thing. It's that I physically cannot. Mm -hmm. I mentally cannot. I physically cannot because I'm not going to give my all to this. And, um, you're not going to be happy with the result. I'm not going to be happy with the result. And it's just going to put us in a situation where we're going to be frustrated with one another. I think it's really easy, especially for women in a work environment to feel like we have to do it all. Mm -hmm. And then you get home. And even, even as we've like, there's so much to unpack here, but I feel my own place in this, but women were always I mean, for the longest time, women were the home caretakers, but how often do women continue to still be expected to um, sort of come home and care for the home? Even if your partner, even if the other person in your life, no matter who they are, helps, there's still a lot of like that falls on the traditional, like there's one person who traditionally falls into that role. And it's just like, there's a lot of um, additional stress and a lot of anxiety that comes with that. So I Mm -hmm. think, you know, reminding myself, I don't have to do everything and prioritizing rest or prioritizing 
honestly doing nothing because you just need that moment is not making you a failure. And those are things that like, I kind of started to see more of in myself in 2020 because I was forced to have to sit with myself for a long period of time, but it doesn't mean I'm by any means good at that yet. I still have a, a lot of work to do. So we'll get there maybe someday. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where 2020 forced me to sort of look at myself really hard, but it certainly hasn't answered everything. So like going into this new year and beyond, like we still got a lot of work to do on myself. (laughs) I was just going to say, uh, I was like, felt, I felt seen by every single thing you just said. (laughs) Like, I, I, I do want to, like, I'm going to carry that over from 2020, but one thing that I do want to make sure that in 2021 that I'm better at is taking the time to sit and do nothing. Like, I feel like I constantly have to be moving or have my hands in something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads to stress and I don't handle stress very well. And I know that, <laughs> um, but I, I do want to make sure that in 2020 that I, make sure that I'm checking in with myself more mentally, because I think with everything that happened last year, like I felt good the majority of the time, but then when you leave your mental for me, when I leave my mental health unchecked, it has a way of imploding and exploding Mm -hmm. in my face. Um, and I want to make sure that I just make, take the time to also, check in mentally with myself, because I think that it's easy sometimes to, when things are quote unquote, okay, like maybe they're not actually okay, <laughs> Oh, 100%. but because they don't feel bad, you know, you don't think about it. So, and I know you have a whoop, so mm-hmm. I got a whoop for Christmas and this was like the first time. So if anyone is unfamiliar with whoop, I wasn't overly familiar with it until, um, I, got into Peloton and a lot of the instructors where, where their whoops, Mm -hmm. it's just a really, really intense data tracking, uh, system. You wear this band on your wrist. It's sort of like similar in theory to like an Apple watch or a Fitbit or something else, except for it's tracking a lot more data, way more intensely. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's trying to track your recovery versus your strain so that you know how hard you're going. And it's this. So I have a really high heart rate variability and heart rate variability is actually what got me into wanting a whoop is because I wanted to see like, essentially, according to my heart rate variability, I am like a professional athlete, uh, but yeah. heart rate variability also doesn't mean really anything as far as somebody's health one way or it's just more or less, you need to watch the trends of your own because it will tell you if something's not right. And over the last week, which this was actually like, really wild for me to sort of see it play out. But about a week ago today from the day that we're recording, I started to notice that my recoveries were very quickly decreasing. Some of that I knew because I, I wasn't sleeping as well. I I had been pretty like regimented with like going to bed around the same time, waking up at the same time. And that wasn't quite the case. I knew that because Nebraska basketball has been playing the weirdest schedule, Mm -hmm. you know, the most intense schedule. So I'm like, I can't imagine how they feel because just having to stay up to watch their games is draining me. But I, I knew I wasn't getting sick. If that makes sense. Like I knew I wasn't getting, like, I wasn't like, I, I wasn't sick, but I felt exhausted. I felt just like at night when I would get ready to go to bed, my heart was beating in a way that like I could tell was anxiety. 
So I was obviously carrying a lot of stress from the day that was coming into like right before bed. Mm -hmm. And the worst part was whoops telling me you need to prioritize rest. And I like didn't know how to. So I was still like working out just as hard. And finally I hit Saturday and I was like, I can only like, I did some restorative yoga and I was just like, I'm just going to like do something super chill because I have to. And now my recovery is baselining back toward normal again. But it was kind of one of those things where it was the first time I realized, but it, it took this thing showing me firsthand, Hey, this is what happens when you don't take care of yourself. When things start to get really tough, when you allow stress to rule, when you're not addressing your anxiety. Um, I mean, there was one day my heart rate variability now for full context, your heart rate variability is basically your body's way of dealing with stress. Mm -hmm. It's taking two different things that are happening in your body at one time. And like, it's basically like your body is trying to like one, have a level of stress because you need it to a degree to live, but Mm -hmm. it's also trying to lower that stress. And so your heart rate variability, when you have a high one, it means like it's, it feels like your heartbeat's very irregular, but it just means like you're able to adapt to -hmm. a lot of different things. Mine typically is like my average for a year is around like a hundred. I'm usually on a good, like a good week, like above 150. That is how high it is. Yeah. On Friday, I hit 34. So my body was just basically telling me you can't adapt to any stress at this point. Like you are, you are so overdone. Like you're so overworked. You're, you've got to like, and I mean, it was just telling me you have to prioritize rest. Like it was like quite literally yelling at me like, Hey, you got to stop. And I even reached out to them because I'm just obnoxious. And I went reach out to their membership services team and was like, Hey, can you just like dive into my data and let me know what you think? And the woman who responded was like, yeah, I mean, things look fine, but it just looks like you're, it looks like you're overdoing it. It looks like you've got a lot of stress and something's going on with you personally and it's affecting everything else. And so she's like, I really recommend take a rest day. And I don't know why, but I was like, Okay. (laughs) I don't want to. Because like, I don't know. It's just, the thing is, is when we look at what happened in 2020, I think I realized because I was faced with it, I need to to prioritize myself. I need to take Mm. care of myself. But then a week like this last week has shown me how easy it is for me not to do that. Yeah. So it's going to always be a constant battle of like, hey, check in with myself. Like you said, make sure things are okay but it's not easy. No, it's, it's not. so easy to just settle into like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'll be all right. But the reality is, is like what happens after a week, like this last week for me personally, is you start to want to eat poorly. Yeah. You, you start to like it, these, it snowballs where it's like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to make my own food. It's, it's legitimately just as easy to go back into your bad habits as it is for the good habits to snowball. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly did the, I had my sleep performance and I have a whoop also, um, my sleep performance, right? No (laughs) kidding. Um, but I, my sleep performance was crap. Um, my, I I'm usually very regimented about the time I go to sleep and the time I wake up. It's honestly, I do this. I'm probably off like an hour on the weekends. Like I wake, Mm. go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day. We buying house is stressful. Um, 
life in general just has been stressful for me lately. And I brought up the mental health thing because I let it go unchecked for too long. And I legit had like a breakdown. Like I (laughs) freaked out. I like, I was stressed out. I was tired. I've been eating like absolute crap all week. Like I don't ever eat out fast food. And last week I probably ate fast food four times. Like I just, I, it's really easy to, to spiral back into those, those old bad habits that you had before, because honestly, that's probably like, for me, I know that's how I deal with stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just forget about taking care of myself. Like it doesn't matter if I'm working out every day, all the other things that I'm doing aren't, aren't attributing to being healthy. <laughs> I, no, I do the exact same thing. It's just, you know, if I know it's, I think it's almost like a comfort thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if I just don't, if I just, what, what is it going to matter if I eat this thing or I do this thing? And like, I know in my mind, when I take care of myself, when I eat well, and that doesn't mean like not having treats and stuff like, heck, I have Girl Scout cookies in my house right now. Like it's, it's eating two Girl Scout cookies because that is the daily serving amount and not eating like 10 of them. Yeah. Right. Because it's available to do yeah. so. And I'm, I'm pretty like good at managing. Like I, I don't, I'm not a person thankfully that like, if I have things, I don't eat them all. I can like space yeah. them out and be all right. But like when I'm stressed, I have a hard time with that. I have a Me hard too. time sort of balancing how much I should be eating or something or I just, I'm too tired. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to make something. I'm going to be lazy about it. And it doesn't make any of us bad people by any means when that right. happens. But I think for myself, I see the triggers, the things that start to spiral into that. And, you know, like I, I look at what last week was. So we had, you know, you have Nebraska volleyball playing right now, which is not traditional. Uh, Nebraska basketball is playing 800 games to make up for the month that they were not playing because of mm-hmm. COVID-19. Uh, you have, we had our magazine for Hill varsity go to print and we were kind of, you know, a little, not like behind, but like anybody who's ever worked in any kind of like publishing and stuff will know, like sometimes you're really ahead on stuff. And sometimes it's like, you're coming up close to the deadlines. That was definitely last week, at least for me personally was like, I felt like I was running up against every single deadline. And that's on top of the fact that like, I still had my, my, job with making sure our website's running, you have social media, but then on top of it, you're having to read the stuff that people say on social media. And we talked about that in the last episode about just how Twitter has been. It's not new. It's been terrible for a while, but it's just like you become aware of it and it's hard to kind of break a cycle. And so, yeah, by, by the time Friday rolled around, I was feeling pretty terrible. And that you know, it kind of, it kind of stunk that Sunday we got as much snow as we did, but I almost felt like it was a blessing in disguise because I ended up covering Nebraska volleyball from home. Mm -hmm. And I was really looking forward to being there in person, but it was almost like a forced, you need to just, it, it, you can still work, but just like sit down for like a hot second. And it, it was, like I said, a blessing in disguise, despite the fact that like if it had been perfectly fine outside I would have shown up and been there and been totally happy to do it but I think I just sometimes overextend myself and as much as I would like to say 2020 showed me that it did but like 
I am not perfect on this by any means. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to continue for the rest of my life, like checking in with myself, just like any of us are going to, because right. that it's so easy to fall back into bad habits. It's just so easy to do it. It really is. It really, really is. <laughs> Although I will say I did get fast food. I got McDonald's, but I did because, and I, I actually did. And I don't rec- you don't have to do this. Like you don't have to do what I did because I, you, you are not, you do not need to punish like exercise is not a punishment for food intake. Mm-hmm. I was just curious because I didn't want to like eat like a 2000 calorie meal from McDonald's. So I looked up and saw what I wanted and like, how was it? And I was actually pleasantly surprised that a 10 piece, uh, chicken McNugget and fries, like medium fries is like 750 to 800 calories or something, depending on, I was like, all right, that's like reasonable. Um, but I got the spicy chicken McNuggets super good. If you Mm -hmm. like spicy chicken McNuggets, they are worth it. They're so good. good. Keep them around McDonald's because they are so much better than the original and the originals are pretty good. But I like legit, like super good. And I want to be clear. I would have gotten those McNuggets, even if they were 2000 calories, I was just trying to be (laughs) mindful of what I was eating. (laughs) But like I said, don't also do that to yourself. Cause that is just another stress point is like, do not, do not punish yourself for food. Food is fuel. It is not a punish. Like you are, you do not have to punish yourself for food. Absolutely not. Like ever. Like if you want to eat a whole damn cake, eat a whole damn cake. Just don't do it every day. (laughs) No, (laughs) there's a woman who I follow on um, TikTok and I really recommend anybody who you don't even have to. So she started it because she she has recovered from an eating disorder and um, she really just created it because she realized a lot of people have trigger foods and fear foods and they would message her and say, like, would you mind eating this thing? Because it's really hard for me. Like, I don't. I feel like I can't eat this thing, but maybe seeing you do it would make me feel more comfortable. So she started her TikTok. Her name is Snack Queen. And she's just so like easy to just follow and listen Mm -hmm. to. Uh, But yeah, she does. She talks about that a lot that like you're not punished. You don't have to punish yourself. If you want to eat something, just eat it because you, you just need to be mindful of one portion. But she does the opposite where she says, you know, you just need to listen to your body. Cause she's like, some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry till, you know, noon, one, 2 PM. And she's like, somebody might look at me and be like, you need to eat. But she's like, but I'm just not hungry yet. Like I'm just mm-hmm. not hungry yet, but I will be. And when I am, I will eat the thing that my body is telling me it needs. And I just really appreciate that because she talks about listening to your body in both ways. One, not forcing yourself to eat if you're not hungry, but two, making sure you do eat if you are and not like withholding something from yourself because you're not here to punish your body. Right. It's, it's all about being, it's all about being mindful, but yeah, even like last week, I could feel that with myself. I probably wasn't eating properly. I probably wasn't getting enough water and all of those things matter. Yeah. So yeah. Dan, as the, as the restaurant hopping expert, this is a good question. Cause you actually led us to a conversation on food. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. But Dan, Dan does a good job of always sharing, um, some really, really, uh, good looking foods too, which is helpful because it actually leads into this question and Sasha included all pieces of it, which I'm glad (laughs) for, but sky who big fan of sky, he 
asked if block 16 created a sandwich or a burrito in your honor, what would you put in it? Now, full transparency, Dan, who asked the last question and I have actually had a joint sandwich named in our honor at block 16, which is like the greatest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he basically said, because that has already happened to me, I don't have to answer it. I'm still going to, but <laughs> he, so the, he created other options. So the ones that we need to answer is block 16 creates a sandwich or burrito in your honor. What would it be? Ted and Wally's ice cream flavor. And then if a local brewery made beer and now I'm going to do that thing, like when NPR is like just full transparency, uh, Facebook is a, uh, investor in the show or whatever, uh, full transparency sky also, part-time works for lucky bucket so when we talk about a local brewery sky we can give lucky bucket some like love and attention yes we'll we'll say lucky bucket is creating this beer okay in his honor okay so i can sandwich or get down with that yeah and um, if they want to make the beer for us please by hey or just rename a beer that's fine yes (laughs) um okay so i'll answer block 16 first Mm. Um, because you've already done this, but mm. I'm going to go with burrito because the kind of sandwich I want is saucy and I don't like soggy bread. <laughs> I want, I it would have to have a chicken breast, like grilled chicken breast, but like super spicy, but it doesn't have to be Buffalo. Like okay. their take on spicy which I've seen a couple sandwiches that would work for this. So chicken. And then I really don't care what else goes in there. I just want chicken breast, but spicy in a burrito. And my mouth is already watering thinking of what they could come up with. Cause I'm not picky on the rest of it. I just don't want like, I don't know. I just want a spicy chicken breast burrito because I cannot find anywhere I've gone lately. That's what I've really been craving and I haven't gotten what I wanted or it's been gross. And I know that they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that to me. They wouldn't do me wrong. So that's what I want. Spicy chicken breast in a burrito. Mm. Yeah. And I let them work their magic. It is smart to just let them work their magic. They are really good at what they do. Um, because so I, I do have an answer of another thing that I would love for them to make. But so for full transparency, the Hoppin Sorensen, which was, and I have the photo pulled up of what they said, all night, house smoke, burnt ends, spicy peach barbecue sauce, fried avocado, marina- uh, marinated onion, buttermilk slaw, and chipotle honey drizzle on a pepper jack jalapeno cornbread. Mm. This was created because Dan had seen a sandwich somewhere else in a different city and was like, Oh, if anyone could recreate this, it would be block 16. I tagged block 16 on Twitter and was like, make it happen. And they did. Now they gave it their own like block 16 take, but it was fantastic. Uh, I I'm looking at the photos of it and I'm honestly like (laughs) so hungry at the moment. I wasn't hungry, honestly, until right this moment. Now I do have to give them a shout out too. They did something that was really cool. And it's hard to believe that this was like probably the last time I ate in a restaurant. I want to be clear. This was probably the last time I ate in a restaurant, but we this week are coming up on my mom's birthday. So one year ago, block 16 had a special in her honor. She's a huge fan of hot beef sandwiches, but we would always go to, um, 
when it was still around Petro's, which unfortunately has now closed, but they had the best hot beef sandwich in Omaha, in my opinion. So we've definitely been missing that. Mm. So they decided, well, I had reached out to them and was basically like, is it possible? They're like, oh, we do, you know, hot beef sandwiches all the time. Like we can just like make it and rename it in her honor for the day. So she had Denise's hot beef sandwich for um, her birthday last year. And like I said, I have photos of us sitting in block 16, February, end of February, 2020. And I'm like, that was probably the last time I ate in a restaurant. Yeah. Um, now, if I had to have them make something again, and there's been a little bit of a misunderstanding between block 16 and myself on this, because I am fully aware that they can do this. So they can swap most things out. Mm -hmm. Like if you want a certain thing not to have like, so I'm looking for an example on their menu right now. So like, for instance, their, um, their, uh, fried chicken thighs you can get them with the nashville hot um very good and you can swap the nashville hot chicken out for a lot of their sandwiches and stuff and that's mm-hmm. great um there are people there are other businesses in omaha that have like the nashville hot chicken sandwich and they're really good mm-hmm. there's one sandwich i have not been able to get anywhere in omaha in the way that i am craving it and that is hattie b's Nashville hot chicken. So if you've ever been in Nashville and you've gotten Hattie B's and I don't care if you think there's another restaurant that does it better, spare me. I don't care. Um, and I just went to their website and they're shipping nationwide now. So, um, (laughs) anyway, no, there's, there's just like something about Hattie B's Nashville hot chicken sandwich that I have not been able to create quite the same way. So it's chicken breast, which I'm a, I'm a big, I prefer chicken breast, Mm -hmm. um, coleslaw, Nashville comeback sauce and a kosher pickle. And you choose the heat level, which I like it to be as hot as it can go. Yep. My nose isn't running. It's not hot enough. Correct. (laughs) I just have not been able to find it where it tastes quite like Hattie B's. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I sincerely said to block 16, please make me the closest Hattie B's Nashville hot chicken sandwich you could make. They could make it possible. The thing is, is when I've asked before they, they've said, well, we technically have Nashville hot chicken. You can swap it out for stuff. I need it to not be thighs. I need it to be a chicken breast. Mm-hmm. I need it to be like the sandwich recreated, but with a block 16 twist. And I just haven't been clear in that explanation to them. So I feel like at some point I need to tell them this is what I need because I have been craving this since Nebraska played in the Music City Bowl (laughs) in 20, what was that, like 16, 2015, whenever. Please, somebody help me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't think I'm going to Nashville anytime soon. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Same. Uh, I actually ordered a Nashville, somewhat another local restaurants take on Nashville hot chicken. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Some Mm-mm. people get close Mm-mm. or they this was not even not kind close of at close all. at all. No, <laughs> I won't even name them because I like everything else they do, but it was inedible. It was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, I'm like looking at their shipping options here. And unfortunately to ship their hot chicken is like at least 80 bucks. Like, whew, yeah. Whew. 
Um, How bad do you want it, Aaron? (laughs) Somebody just make it possible here, please. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. And then I guess to answer this really quick, because I I could take forever. Ted and Wally's ice cream flavor, uh, something like churro, which I know is Mm. not. I love churros. Like I want like big chunks of churro in there. Um, And then if a local brewery made a beer for me. Okay. I've actually, I've actually had this conversation and it's kind of taking, um, two different beers that are exist with two other breweries that are not lucky bucket. So I want to marry these all together. Okay. Okay. King cater snow beast feels like the winter version of infusions, vanilla bean blonde. They need a fall and a spring version. They need the like in between the heavy and the light versions of it. Lucky Bucket should do it. And then all three of them should get together and have a Snow Beast, uh, Vanilla Bean Blonde, whatever the fall spring version of it is party. And we can support all these local breweries. I have always said Snow Beast feels like the winter version of of vanilla bean blonde let's marry yeah. them together lucky bucket make it possible obviously it's it's not plagiarism if you give credit right yes exactly um for ted and wally's i don't know why this popped in my head just now but there used i don't even know where you can find it anymore but there used to be my favorite ice cream was a raspberry cheesecake but with like chunks of real cheesecake but the swirl was super thick the Who raspberry had that? Swirl. i know what you're talking about it was it was some national brand but that's what i want that's what I want from Ted and Wally's. The super thick um, marbling. stone? No. Nope. Oh. It was like in a container at the grocery store. Oh, somebody had it like, I swear I know what you're talking about because I can like see it. It it was so good. And I haven't ever been able to find it um, anywhere like to make it close again. But it had the really thick ribbons of the raspberry in it. And that was my... Mm. It was amazing. Um, and then as far as beer goes, I really do like your idea. So if for me, they could make a lighter version of any coffee porter Ooh. kind of mixed with, um, oh, I just forgot what it was, the name of it now. Oh, um, Holiday Cheer. Meld that the the berry this flavor of holiday cheer with a coffee porter and just make it the lighter version. Ooh, that'd be good. Yes. Yeah. Cause so many coffee based beers are so heavy mm-hmm. and especially like, I like the taste of coffee. Now Shiner Shiner has one that's like a, I, I feel like it's a little bit lighter, but still it'd be nice to have like Somebody's going to be listening to this and we're like, actually, that exists. And we'll be like, right. that's fine. But somebody That's else great. make it locally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, holiday cheer is my favorite seasonal beer, probably mm, of all time. Same. Um, and same. I, I love porters. I just wish that they weren't as I like the flavor of porters, but they're a one and done because they're too thick mm-hmm. for me. It kind of reminds me of Guinness made like a blonde version and I did not know what to make of it, but it's actually really good. It's like, it's very much Guinness, but just not heavy. Mm -hmm. It's very much a summer type of drink. You could, you could just, but it still has the flavor of Guinness. So like, I think that's kind of the same idea It's just like taking something that is normally very heavy and just like lightening it up a little bit. Yes. Or like old Rasputin is really good, but it's like drinking tar. It's so (laughs) thick. It is so thick, but it's very good. 
there are some that like, yeah, are very good, but you're not drinking a lot of them no. because you will not wake up in the morning. Your hangover will be so bad. It's like, right. it's like a <laughs> yes. wine hangover. It's yes. so bad. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Champagne yeah. for me. Oh, uh, painful. <laughs> I love this. We were like, I was kind of wondering, cause it felt like a little bit, it feels like we're all on the same page and like, I know. Okay. So I know you had another question on Twitter, but I'm almost now wondering if we wait on that. Yeah, I think we okay. should. We'll bring that one back up. So Sasha asked a question on Twitter and it's not three days late type of thing. Although your Twitter <laughs> has been making my day. You tweeted something like, what did everyone think about the transfers? And someone literally responded and was like, what question happened? Mark. I, know. I, I was, was like, like, whoops. Three months ago, dude. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Like they just coming up with things like way after the fact. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think we're all kind of in the same place where it's just like, somebody is going to email us a question like tonight because yeah. we're recording a little bit earlier than we traditionally do. And so if you do, we'll still answer Like if you send a question and you're like, ah, dang, I ended up missing the mail back. It's cool. We'll either just email you back or we'll save it for another episode because technically mm-hmm. I still have the question from the person who asked us about name, image, and likeness. And I, I want I want to do that question due diligence. And I'll be honest, I talked a little bit with Blake Lawrence about this, like in the last week, Mm -hmm. there's so much to dive into. Um, The hard part is, and what's making this so challenging is sort of the uncertainty of what is going to happen. Yeah. So we'll get there. We've got a lot of off season time. Yeah. A lot of off season. Yeah, but, we're we're gonna have to tag Ted and Wally's block sixteen and Lucky Bucket in this episode because maybe all three of these things will happen. Because I think basically we just both want you want Hattie B's, but I was like spicy chicken is the theme here. Spicy chicken. <laughs> I put put it in a burrito. I'd be fine with that too. A Hattie yeah. B's burrito version. Oh, I think that- all right. Let's meld our ideas together. Yeah. Okay. No, and I'll also just keep. Um, Eventually, I'm just going to keep like bullying infusion and can cater into believing that my idea is a good one. I want to be clear. I have brought this idea up to their like brewmasters, beer masters. They have so many yeah. cool names. Um, not recently because pandemic, um, yeah. but prior to the pandemic, a lot of times. So like Hill Varsity has the Hail Ale with King Cater. I have like brought this up where I'm like, okay, so idea. And everyone always is like trying to appease me by being like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a really good idea. <laughs> um, and like, obviously Infusion is into the idea of like mashups of their vanilla bean blonde because they just had Bean Fest where they made everything from churro bean blonde to oatmeal cookie bean blonde. Mm-hmm to limoncello so like they're on board yeah they're they're gonna be willing to do something at some point i just can feel it um king cater has snow we could call it mind your own beer mind your own beer (laughs) bring them together lucky bucket help us the thing is is the one cool thing is the local beer community in nebraska is very close yeah so that's why i'm now like tasking lucky bucket with making this dream of two other (laughs) beers possible because i feel like i need somebody who is in the biz to convince them that this is a good idea and let's have a beer fest and we'll schedule it for after covid yes that would be amazing we need Even to make this happen. I am the only one who shows up with you and I'm just yeah. like, it's fine. I'll take you and I can just high five and sip on a beer or two. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just telling you, there has to be like an in-between. You need your autumn and spring, like yeah, snow beast. Let's shoot first. Let's shoot first spring slash, you know, that area of time. Cause maybe by then things will slowly be starting to work back to normal slowly. It'd be so nice. Yes. And I just want to tell you if you're somebody, um, over the weekend, I tweeted that my mom got her first, um, dose of the COVID vaccine. And a lot of you responded saying that same for your parents, or you just gotten yours, please keep sharing that. I want you to know how much it makes, it makes me happy to see you and hear you get your vaccinations, um, because it's so exciting. And I, if you get emotional, I'm cool. I'll get emotional with you. So thank you for continuing to say stuff because I, I like every photo I see on social media. I, I, like every update that people give. So celebrate that. If you need somebody to celebrate with you, tag me on Twitter. I am up for, I'm up for celebrating you getting jabbed in the arm with a needle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Although like, I am kind of like tired of seeing like every single time I turn on the news, that's all it is. Like as somebody who doesn't like shots, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little (laughs) challenging for me, but I'm still here to celebrate it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Thank you to everyone for giving us another fun mailbag episode. We'll do this again soon. Um, Mm -hmm. We have some ideas for a new, maybe uh, first of the month type of show. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll be back next week. As always, email us at mindyourownpodcast at hillvarsity.com. I'm at Aaron Sorensen. Sasha is at Sasha72 on Twitter. Yes. Um, but yeah, just keep being good to each other. We've, we've brought that up before. It's the last week of black history month. That doesn't mean that the learning and the growth has to stop, but keep seeking out those things this week, find ways to like help Texas. Like I said, I'll find something to link in the show notes. This is sort of like evergreen, but just keep being Mm -hmm. good to each other. Yes, absolutely. And Please. thank you for your questions. Go tell Block 16 and everybody else that we need them to make things for us. Yes, please. Lovingly. Let's lovingly. make this stuff happen. Lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.